0: Well welcome once again to Inside EMS. I am your host, Chris Sabalero. And with me always is my good friend, the birthday boy, as we celebrate his birthday week, the one we call Kelly Grayson. Kelly Grayson, happy belated birthday, my friend.
1: I appreciate it, brother. I am I'm uh enjoying my 50 mumble mumble birthday. Uh headed to headed to the Georgia Providers and Educators Conference in Jekyll Island, Georgia, on continuing the the Kelly Grayson world tour, but Hey man, I hear you're on your world tour as well. You're, you're a seasoned traveler. What do you, what are you doing this weekend?
0: 54. He's 54. Everybody.
1: Oh, uh, shut up.
0: Yeah. No, um,
1: it, it's, it's like the, the 30th anniversary of my, uh, <laughs> of
0: your 24th birthday. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm doing a little bit of speaking my, myself. I'm out here in UCLA uh out here in los angeles gonna speak at ucla today and drop some leadership wisdom i'm very excited about that but uh nobody travels more you were probably the travelest ems person in the ems career field but uh you were on the world tour last week and you're heading off again i mean we've talked about this before you travel about you know what seven months out of the year more or less
1: yeah yeah, uh, a little bit now, less. Less the last couple of years because of COVID. Um, doing a lot more. A, a lot of uh, conferences have still not gone back to the uh, to the the live format. They're still doing uh, distance education and stuff. And some some have liked it and decided they're going to do virtual conferences. So things have tailed off a bit that way. And and uh, I said it the the medic training solutions podcast studio and man cave and, and do my thing from there uh but um i enjoy it man it's a way to recharge the career batteries is it yeah, the same we, for you
0: and we talked about you know for me it's it's uh you know i i, I kind of do it as i as i uh you know i, I do more of a invite thing than i do uh you know let's uh let me go ahead and put my name in for a couple of you know, courses kind of thing, a couple of classes. But, uh, you know, I I go wherever I'm welcome to go. And, you know, I'm very, very busy in my business with the community paramedicine side and with the leadership side that I don't really have. uh, I always miss deadlines of trying to put in for conferences. Uh, So, uh, you know, usually people will get in touch, ask me to do a keynote address or ask me to come out here at UCLA. I'm going to actually do a six-hour workshop today um yeah i'm going to take people down the road and uh, drop some leadership wisdom and uh but then i do stuff outside of ems too you know i'm i'm uh in the running to go do a eight hour workshop for the city of corpus christi and uh train their help their leaders with uh, developing a new vision mission and value statement um you know so things like that you know i'm going to uh I'm going to Wisconsin sometime in uh, February to do a conference at an insurance thing. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of quotes too on uh, my car insurance <laughs> while I'm there. Um, you know, plus I'm going to go do the. Yeah, uh, you know, so it's cool, man. I enjoy. You know, to me, I, I, if I could be a full time speaker, I would love to be a full time speaker because that's where I really find my uh, strengths. I think is being able to f- perform. And uh, to develop the best that I can. You know, one of the things, Kelly, I think is interesting, you know, you and I have a very, very similar uh, philosophy. Our styles are very, very different, but our philosophy is the same in which we want to be able to educate people, but we want to be able to do it in a way that's entertaining. We've sat, Mm -hmm. you and I have sat in classes with people who have really bored the heck out of us. And, you know, when you go to conference or, you know, in your case, when you go to state conferences, people are paying to come and see you. People are deciding to come and see you. And we've got to be able to give them the best uh, performance that we got. I think it's a show. And I'm very dynamic. I'm very energetic. You know, I, I am very passionate about the topics I speak about. And I don't care if it's OSHA or I don't care if it's you know, TAVR patients that community paramedics are taking home from the cath lab. Um, And I I think, you know, one of the things that I think we should really maybe talk about is how do we develop those presentations? Because there's a lot of people out there that want to speak on the national circuit, that want to speak on the state circuits, and um, they really don't know how to do it. You know, it's really funny. I'm going to just kind of jump off here a little bit. I was at EMS Expo last week. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the largest EMS uh, show in the United States. And if you have a chance next year, it's in New Orleans. Uh, I expect to see you down there, Kelly Grayson, next year.
1: I-, I will, since it's since it's roughly local next year.
0: But it was funny because I was talking to somebody, and I saw this guy pass me, um, pr- probably trying to lift my wallet. And uh, he actually walked past me. And then he came back to me. He said, "Chris Sabolero," and I said, "Yes." He goes, "I heard your voice, and I I listened to you on the podcast all the time, <laughs> and uh, I knew it was you." And I took his picture, and um, so I could you know give him a shout out. Uh, I don't have it with me, but his uh, last name was uh, Benoit, and uh, he wants us to do a show for him on resilience, how EMS is resilient, and uh, we're going to plan that, Kelly, and and get that out mm-hmm. for him. But it was really kind of cool, and uh, I felt really a little bit important that, you know, people didn't know who he didn't know who I was, but he knew who I was when, I, uh, when he passed me and he heard my voice, which was pretty cool. So cheers to you, sir. I know that you're a fan of the show and you listen to every episode. But, you know, so one of the things, Kelly, that we think about is how do we help people with our expertise um, to get to where they want to be as a speaker? And we forget, I think, how hard it was for us to break in and develop this reputation for people wanting us to come to their conferences and you know some of the conferences you go to kelly you are you are annual mainstays at and when you put in for them you just know that you're going to be back there next year yeah um, but how do people get there so i I think before that uh i'm going to take you down a couple different paths but what's your secret to developing a state reputation that you're able to now get considered for state conferences.
1: There's there's several points to it. You you first of all you pick a, a topic that you are passionate and knowledgeable about. Either something that no one else is doing, and you make that your niche, or you pick something that no one else is doing well, and and you know you've sat in those conferences uh, where you've listened to someone speak and go, eh, I could do that better. And OK, so do it better uh, and, and do that thing and try to develop uh, new talks uh, every year uh, until you build a portfolio, because the way it the way it usually works is, is you write your your elevator pitch, you know, your your 50 to 100 word blurb that's going to appear in conference programs about your talk. And that is really your sales pitch. It needs to be spicy. It needs to be, uh, it needs to pique people's interests. But it's kind of uh, the becoming a conference speaker is uh, the cycle is kind of like the, the, uh, the career cycle of a Hollywood star. You know, it starts off with who the hell is Chris Ceballero And then producers say, uh, uh, get me Chris Ceballero And then they say, get me a Chris Ceballero type. And then later in your career, they say, "Get me a young Chris Sevillero." And then at the twilight of your career, they go, "Who the hell is Chris Sevillero?" And that's the way it works as an EMS speaker. You will you will first be booked for conferences based on the the quality uh, and the how intriguing your topic presentation is going to be. And if you if you go out there and slay it, uh, and you entertain people and educate them, you said it well. Uh, the um, learning is best accomplished between fits of laughter, uh, and when those conference organizers recognize that you you put butts in the seats and you entertain them and educate them, and they and they make their their wishes known that you come back. Eventually, you get to the point where um, they hire you because you're you. Uh, they hire Chris Sevillero, they hire Kelly Grayson to come talk, and what you talk about is secondary. Uh, and and it takes a while. You have to really um beat the pavement a little bit and, and rattle the bushes and get your name out there uh to, to reach that point and that's honestly not something i'm particularly good at i uh i submit to conferences a lot but um pimping myself i'm not good at you're much better at pimping yourself than i am <laughs> you're you're a much better promoter than i am i i like to just get up there and talk um and not uh, tell everyone why why they should book me, but uh, you do have to promote yourself a bit. And when you know once you do uh, and and start to get the name out, and those conference organizers talk to one another, so you start to it starts to build upon itself. And after a while, you you have people that do like you uh, like you do. They they invite you. You don't have to send out send out proposals. They invite you, and and many of them have you back year after year after year.
0: You know, I think you bring up so many good points there, and I don't know where to jump into, so I'm just not going to do any of them. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that one of the things that you talk about that's really important is what are you going to speak about? One of the things that's really interesting in EMS is that the, the, the topics that you hear at conferences are continued, um, you hear them every year. You know, whether they're your classes, whether they're my classes, whether they're someone else else's classes and what gets your presentation really to be seen as something different. You know, it comes up with the catchy title. I mean, you 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 come up with really great titles for the uh, courses that you're the classes that you're going to teach, you know, Mm -hmm. the anatomy, the anatomy of a pew. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, where you're talking about ballistics and, you know, I mean, and you're like, what the hell is that? And I said that I said, what the heck's anatomy of a pew? And you just said very simply, <clears throat> well, the anatomy of a pew, you know, you've got your metal holdy thingy. You've
1: got your your bang button. You've got your magical fire dust and you've got the freedom seed that comes out the end. Uh, and and anyone who's ever known watched Star Wars knows that 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 uh,
0: handheld weapons go pew, pew, pew. Right. So yeah, no, most people don't know the anatomy of a pew, right? So I mean, but but it's things like that that make you just kind of smile when you read it to say, "What the heck's that going to be about?" Right? So you've got to be able to think about the 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 presentation that you're going to give. What spin are you giving it? And uh-huh. when you think about giving a presentation, you know, so I'm doing this lecture here, this uh, six hour workshop on leadership today. Um, I prepare four to five hours for every hour I'm going to teach. So one of the things that that does is think about that four to five hours to teach cardiolo- an hour of cardiology, Yeah. four to five hours to teach an hour of, of respiratory management. What do you learn in four to five hours? Well, it's a couple things that I do. One first thing I do is I look at some of the literature that I'm going to be speaking about. So I want to find something new. So even before I start my preparation, I find literature on the topic I'm going to do. So today I'm going to do some uh, talking about servant leadership. I'm going to do some discussion about uh, leading with emotional intelligence. I'm going to talk about how to develop your vision statement and personal goals. So before I even looked at my presentations, I went ahead and read the latest literature on each hour, each topic. Then... I go ahead and open my presentation and just look through it. Because I have presentations that I have on the side. And then I say, is this relevant today? Because I made this last year. Is this relevant today? And I spent a good amount of time um, changing some of the slides. Because it wasn't relevant. There were things in there that weren't relevant. Then I print those out. And then I stand up at my desk or stand up wherever I am. And I present that material to an empty room for my timing. I am not a person that likes to teach off a PowerPoint. PowerPoint was a great tool, Kelly, but it made instructors lazy because now all of a sudden they have their presentation on the back behind Mm. them and they're using it to teach from. And that's not what being an instructor is. Then I go ahead and sit back down and I read something else on the topic. Next, I will take a notes page of my PowerPoint and I will make an introduction to the slide. I will figure out the body of the slide and then I will figure out a transition of the slide to the next slide. And then finally, it culminates with a full run-through of the presentation. So it was this... uh, so over the last weekend, I did six hours of presentation in my office at home and ran through it as if they were people sitting in front of me. And I took notes yes. and uh, it's it may be overkill, right? I mean, but mm-hmm. you know what? For me, it's a presentation. For me, it's yes. about giving people the very best that they got. So the point I'm trying to make is you've got to be able to teach things that they're not going to know. Let's go ahead and talk about i know i'm babbling here kelly but let's go ahead and talk about um you know the chambers of the heart is there something different that i can teach you about the four chambers of the heart that you may not know you know what you're darn tootin i'm gonna do it i don't know where tootin came from but i am going to teach you something about those ventricles and those atria and those and those valves that you don't know that's a challenge man how are you going to do that it's preparation
1: Yes, yes, and and there's there's no better way to to get uh, to fill your knowledge gaps in the subject than than researching for a presentation you're going to do on it and and doing a deep dive into the literature and research uh, so that you are conversant enough that you can teach it to another person. Um, you know, I, I have many things that I'm I'm passionate about in EMS, but I am not all knowing. Uh, so I try to to read up on the latest things, uh, latest research and 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 see the takes that other uh, um, well-regarded educators take on it and and do my own spin on things. Many new educators uh, sometimes have a problem staying in their lane. Uh, you hear this decried at, at various uh, uh, in various forums, how people will talk about medical legal issues and they're they've never been in a courtroom. Uh, and and lawyers need to talk about medical legal issues. I'm not quite sure that I agree with that fully, but yes, if you are going to talk about uh, um, liability and risk and and uh, negligence and so on and so forth, I think you need to have a legal background. That's the only um, <clears throat> that's the only exception to to the rule of staying in your lane that I've taken. I have a medical legal lecture. Uh, that I do, but it was, it was developed and, and vetted in conjunction with, uh, in collaboration with, uh, Gene Gandhi, who, who, uh, vetted all the, the specifically legal parts about it. But, you know, we have too many people out there trying to, to, uh, do a, uh, do something that, that someone else is already doing better. I'm not going to go give a cardiology presentation, for example, uh, or write a column uh, on EMS1 about cardiology uh, when Tom Bouthelais has already done it and done it better. Uh, I'm not going to top that. Uh, when I want to learn more about college, cardiology, I'll go over to Tom's blog and feel stupid for a little while. But I'm not going to out out uh, um, EKG Yoda, uh, Tom Bouthelais. I'm not going to talk about leadership um when you've already written or, or done something better. Unless I have a, a different take on the subject or I've seen a, a, uh, an area that, that you have not spoken about, and then I'll fill that niche. But, you know, the, the amount of preparation that you mentioned you go through, um, it's it's the same as, prepara- uh, as preparation for any class you teach. You know, uh, students have to spend three hours studying for every hour they spend in class. Well, instructors have to spend three hours to four hours or more uh, prepping for every lecture that they give in class, and it's no different with with EMS uh, talks. I, I've got it down to to a science now that that uh, I know that um, how many slides I need to roughly fill uh, an hour of talk or an hour and a half of talk, um, but the the makeup of my PowerPoint slide deck has changed dramatically over the years. I, I used to have uh, bullet points um, and, and you can kill people, uh, you can kill people, you can death by PowerPoint people by putting too much crap on the slides. Uh, so I've, I've always kept my bullet points down to like two or three at most. Um, but now I have, I've gotten to the point where I, I mainly will put up a picture uh, I'll put up a picture on the slide uh, and and my bullet points are all in my head. And and it tickles me sometimes when many times people ask for copies of my presentation. And I'm, I'm pretty good about sharing my stuff with people because at this point in my career there, uh, um, if somebody wants to use my presentation, okay, they can, but it's not going to be the same as when I deliver it. Uh, so, They'll ask, "Hey man, do you have the, the speaker notes?" And I'm like, "No, I don't have any speaker notes, man. They're all in my head. The the speaker notes are there on the slide. I, I speak with my back to the screen, and my notes are are those bullet points up there. I um I know what bullet point is coming up, and I expound on it. And but no detailed speaker notes don't don't do such a thing. But uh, it's it's amazing the difference in in presentation style. Uh, and whatnot, but you mentioned the the key point that rehearsal, rehearsal, rehearsal is the key to becoming polished uh, as a speaker.
0: And I think that once you get that down, that really kind of gives you the confidence. And that really is what it comes down to when yeah. you talk about it from the standpoint of of the fear of public speaking. It yeah, really is about what if I freeze? What if somebody asks me a question I don't know? Kelly, how many times have you been in a lecture and someone has asked you a question that you didn't have an answer to? A lot. A lot. You're right. I mean, it's a lot, and that's going to happen. And what you need to know is how do you get out of that question? So some of the things that I've said, of course, is the standard. I really don't know that answer on break. Let's look that up together. Or I've said, does anybody in the class know the answer to that question? Exactly. And then give them the opportunity remember they're adult learners and they're trying to learn as well, but they may be able to teach somebody else something you know, as well. But the, the, the biggest way is to develop the confidence that you can speak and you have the knowledge that you want to share. Remember, your presentation is based on the objectives that you want to attain, which is another problem. When you develop a lecture... You've got to be able to say, one, who is my audience? Two, Uh what do I want to teach them and what do I want them to know when we're done? That's what you're teaching them. You're not teaching them everything there is to know about cardiology. You're not teaching them everything there is to know about end title CO2. You're teaching them your objectives for the class. And then I think we need to really get into the presentation skill and what that's about. But do you have a thought on... um, what i just said uh there's a there's actually
1: a a pretty good course out there it's actually not a pretty good course it's a great course uh by the foam frat guys uh called the <clears throat> the speakers atlas and and i sat in on tyler and sam's uh, uh speakers atlas course uh, uh bits of it in in new york a, a couple of years ago and they do a really really good job of teaching the nuts and bolts of of uh, presentation skills for people who are not well versed in that area. Now I sat through it and I was like, okay, a lot of things are obvious, but they're they're obvious to a conference speaker who has been doing this for years. Um, but they they do that and uh, the, they they break down the things that you or I do by experience and intuition uh, into digestible. Uh, bites and and show a a new conference speaker uh how to package themselves and how to package their ideas and present them in a compelling fashion uh things like you know uh um case studies and and getting your audience personally invested in the outcome of the case uh and and uh making your your slides really pop with good pictures and good graphics and good animations and and uh, making them visually appealing and keeping your uh your um breaking your your topics down into 20 20 30 minute bites now they they did say some things I disagree with that you can't uh, uh you can't hold a person's attention for longer than 20 minutes of time uh, no, I, I, disagree with that vehemently that you can, uh, if you're dynamic enough, you can keep people on the edge of their seats for an hour or more, uh, and, and have demonstrated that. However, um, it gives those, those new speakers some, uh, a, a how to, a template for how to do a polished conference presentation. And, uh, I, I can't say enough nice things about those guys for developing that. Um, otherwise, uh, that polish is something that you and I have developed over, over many years. And um, the, the best I could, advice I could give aside from, uh, for a new conference speaker, aside from, you know, knowing your topic well, uh, researching it well, um, you know, putting some polish to your slides um, is relax. Uh, you know, the old saying, uh, envision your audience naked um it's, if you're passionate enough about a topic um you're going to you're going to be uh, fairly relaxed anyway when when speaking about it um but to get over these nerves things i like to make the the um the presentation as interactive as i possibly can and you mentioned you know the freezing up uh what if they ask me a question i don't know well use that as an opportunity to foster discussion because what they may not realize is, is even though they paid to hear you speak, they paid to hear your your take on a subject, even that they they may already be well versed in. They want to hear what you think about it. And those instances where someone asks you a question that you don't necessarily know the answer to, is an is an, uh, a golden opportunity to foster discussion. And and in, participants in in presentations uh, love the discussion and the the interaction the back and forth between the speakers and and other participants so it's an opportunity to segue right into that and make the the educational experience much more meaningful everybody involved and i'll end it chris with uh with one last plug there's a facebook group called ems presenters uh where many of us uh ems presenters uh share ideas and and uh tips and uh links to to uh speaker uh calls for speakers so if you're interested in becoming a conference speaker you want to take your show on the road um you join that facebook group and there's a wealth of information and links in there for you can where you can start getting your name out but hey that's what we think we'd like to hear what you think uh, do you want to become a speaker or are you already a speaker And what special mojo do you possess that you'd like to share with our listeners We'd love to hear your thoughts at the show at ems1.com. And from myself and co-host Chris Ciballaro, two guys with PowerPoint, laser pointers, will travel. Thanks for tuning in to Inside EMS. We'll catch you next week.